so this week we talked about uh we did a lot of different readings um the first one was i believe um chiropractors Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel about that reading? Um, personally, I liked it. I thought that it was done very well to not like make it seem like they were totally trashing them. They were just like they were just mm-hmm. informing, yeah. Yeah, right? It wasn't like yeah. super don't go to chiropractors, they suck. It was just like this is the information, you should know it. So mm-hmm. I thought it was done very well. And mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed reading it. It was just really long, but it was good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 14 bitches. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, personally, like, I've been to chiro- chiropractors, like, all my life because my parents believe in them. And I've always mm-hmm. kind of questioned that because every time I go, they're like, wow, you feel really stressed. And then they'll just crack something that sounds so wrong. I know. Yeah, I've been to one, too. It's kind of just, mm-hmm. like, a weird process. All he did was, like, crack my back and then, like, did that, like, gun massager thing on my shoulders. And he's like... We should keep doing this so that we can fix your spine. And I was like, okay. And I never went back. And I feel fine. That's the thing, you know. I don't know if all the stuff that they make up about the alignment of your back or your spine or your neck that all really is cause like causing all the stress that they say you have, or it's Mm -hmm. just that they want more money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It might be a money thing. It could be the money money thing. I feel like some of it is like some things definitely could be fixed by like realignment but certain things like no like I don't need to readjust my back just because it's a little sore you know mm-hmm. like yeah. not every single thing is a dire need to like get realigned mm-hmm. sure there's been a couple times in my life where like sure I've totally felt like my back was like the wrong direction and I went to a chiropractor and it felt better but it mm-hmm. didn't dramatically change anything yeah like it solved my eyesight and it didn't fix my hearing and it didn't fix my (laughs) voice so yeah it just cracks your back makes you feel a little good for a little and then doesn't really change much but (laughs) my mom swears by her chiropractic so it's just a personal thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, i've gone to like um, a spiritual chiropractor type of thing what is that like um i thought it's like it was like this um this whole like because it's like a culture thing like this mexican culture thing it's like oh like um it's not witchcraft it's like um they do like a lot of just like they focus on your spiritual essence rather Mm -hmm. than like your body and everything but they still give you the massage like my dad went to it because he had like a really bad knee and he like left crying because like oh my god they like dug in he was like yeah she like asked me a bunch of like questions about like my childhood and like as she was doing that she was like breaking my bones i was like what it was wild it sounds like a personal (laughs) chiropractor yeah sounds like a therapist that just happens to crack your back (laughs) yeah as much as i believe in alignment i just i don't know that a chiropractor is going to fix everything i'm glad it's not like I'm not glad it's a profession. Like, people actually want to do that for the rest of their lives. I think that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, it's just like maybe like a doctor's clinic could have chiropractors. Yeah. Just like yeah. certain people massage, doing it on the side. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One that doesn't go that deep into your soul, one that just massages you. But. <laughs> I mean, oh. combining the two kind of seems impactful. All right. Yeah. I'll give. Yeah. Uh, 
Dr. David Palmer some credit. <laughs> um, okay, what did you guys think about the hypothetical questions this week? Um, Wait, what was the first question? I don't remember. The first one was, if your soulmate had to get into a car accident every th- three years, would you take a pill to oh, the car? I, I said I wouldn't take the pill because, first of all, he only stated injuries. So, like, what if some of them were, like, minor injuries? Like, <laughs> it wouldn't be that bad. Also, yeah. I just don't want to listen to Creed for the rest of my life. I'm sorry, but I, it's not my cup of tea. No, yeah, for sure. To be or- honest, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, what did you guys say? Oh, um, well, to be honest, there's like, what, 8 billion people on this earth now? Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think anybody has one soulmate. And even oh, if they do, no. you know, a lot of people settle. It's called life. Um, so <laughs> if I met mine and they just happened to get in a car accident every three years, I would just, that, that third year, I wouldn't let them drive. That's it. <laughs> and... If not that, I would just... I still wouldn't take the pill because... Mm-hmm. Creed? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like, that's I, rough. Sure, it's one of like the, the bands that I grew up on. That doesn't mean I want to hear them all the time. Yeah. Mm. I'd rather get in that car accident myself than do that. Yeah, that's pretty awful. I said I was going to become a wine aunt and like just not get married and just go on random lavish trips for myself. <laughs> I that's like that. Yeah, that's like, oh, yeah, that for yourself. I like that thinking. <laughs> I said, I was like, I'll save money from the marriage and just like use it to splurge on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, good. because sometimes single life is better than married life. I like I heard from like family. They're like, you know, kind of wish I was single than married him. And I was like, well, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate. Oops. Yeah. I mean, oh. never in the question does it say you have to get married and then share your health insurance. So, to be honest, I wouldn't worry about that part. But I just, I think it's so funny how, like, each of the hypothetical questions that he asked this week is limiting your options to help you choose whether or not to take the pill. And it makes you either cruel, moderately selfish, or just stupid. <laughs> and I'd rather be cruel and smart than stupid yeah what'd you guys say for the other question the room one yeah yeah i said i would i don't really i said i wouldn't mind because i have like an honesty thing with my parents already not like they don't mm-hmm. really have anything to hide from me because it's like you know? yeah same i was like i wouldn't really know anything i don't already know yeah so i don't really care Interesting. Can you not relate? I I know for a fact my parents are hiding something from me, <laughs> which is why. Okay, no. For that one, I said, um, yeah. I honestly, I would just ask my parents, like my family, what they think about me. But I wouldn't take the yeah. pill because I feel like if if I took the pill and remembered it, I feel like that affect me mentally way too much. So yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to take the pill. <laughs> but like at that moment, I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. My um, my answer was like. Because uh, I was thinking about the overall question. If I got gas too, I wouldn't even remember to take the pill. But if I found one in my pocket, I'd be like, well, it's here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'd take it. But That's funny. Well, that's the thing. I have a pretty open relationship with my parents too. But mm-hmm. it's honestly just because I've been stupid in the past. And they already know enough about me. But the stuff mm-hmm. that I know about my parents, it seems so like... 
on the surface of it all. And there's mm-hmm. so many things that happened in my childhood that I don't know. Yeah. And that they could never answer for me. Whenever I ask them a question about it or anything, they change the topic, they change the music, something mm-hmm. like that. And I just want to know, you know? So you would want to know? You'd ask them, like, questions about your childhood? Yeah, but somebody would have to tell me first off that we're going into that room so I could make a list of things. Otherwise, I'm not going to remember it all the time. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm like, I don't know what to ask. Like, I want to ask something, but there's nothing I can really think of to ask. That was my problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, I have tons of questions. Like, am I the least favorite, st- like, daughter? What's going on Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're all a little bit weird, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what did you guys think about the Power Sphere, um, like docu, like article? I thought that was kind of interesting. Not gonna lie. I thought it was really good and written yeah. very well. Like not to um, like don't biased. eat meat. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't very biased. It was just giving you the whole general like. Yeah. It was this just is what happens. Like, just stating the facts and like the yeah. process, and I appreciate that. I'm still mm-hmm. gonna eat beef, but like, I'm gonna be it's, conscious now. You know, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna to understand. Yeah, the but difference yeah. between A grade and dying beef. Wow. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It was, it was kind of hard for me just because it was so long. I kept kind of getting lost. Yeah. But it was very good. Like the certain points that I definitely like picked up were because they were so interesting, and I was like, oh, like that's really cool. Like good to know. <laughs> yeah. I. I think I've seen like a movie or something, some kind of video before that is basically everything he described in the video. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm I still love my meat. I'm not a vegetarian, but mm-hmm. every time I see that stuff, it kind of just gets me thinking like why do we have the cattle system in such a way where it is constantly endangering cows' lives, I guess. But also, you know, all of this is for the human benefit. Yeah, we're also yeah. endangering ourselves with hormones and all sorts of random things, E. coli, just so that there's a mass production of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all I wanted since I was, like, a child was to move to a different country on top of a grassy hill and have a cow <laughs> and a pig and a horse yeah. and cottage core style. Cosmo style, a whole bunch of cats, and be living my best life. Yeah. Well, it's just hard because, like, that's so, like, American, you can say, like, how we treat the meat we eat and, like, how we go about, like, mass producing everything. Like, we literally mass produce cows, which is, like, so annoying to me. Yes, because they're they're living creatures, you know? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I have nothing against, like, the meat market. Like, everyone needs to eat meat and, like not everyone you know what I mean but like it's a health thing and like I understand why we need so much of it in America just the way we go about getting so much of it seems very like wrong and there could be a different way to go about it I feel like I mean I'm kind of glad that there's even though I kind of hate vegans I'm kind of glad there's vegans out there because it's kind of narrowing down how many people really realize how much meat affects their lives. Like, mm-hmm. I started getting acne when I was, like, 14 because I was, sure, I was eating a lot of sugar. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Also because of dairy and meat and, like, not eating anything good for me. Mm-hmm. And 
then looking at like the cow production style or like how the food is made in a McDonald's or something like that. Oh yeah. Oops. Just, like, it gets <laughs> yeah. me thinking like we all this do this for like the American lifestyle, but when it gets down to it, it's really just the trashiest, disgusting thing that you could ever see. You guys yeah. remember Super Size Me? Yes. I remember, oh yeah. Like, I think oh they God. showed like a portion was- of like the factories and i was like oh god it was traumatizing for me to watch in sixth grade yeah, yeah. That, movie was... that dude gained like 50 pounds right he, yeah he gained a bunch yeah. of weight it was yeah it was bad i'm skinny i got like all these health problems mm-hmm. my one question about the cattle industry because as much super size me is probably the grossest movie i've ever watched mm. and i'm really into gore horror but um do you believe that the cattle industry is worth the risk to humans as much as it's hurting the animals? Mm. Um, because the entire thing is pretty self-centered. You know, it's all about A-grade meat or like what tastes better to humans. But like, wait, so what do you mean? Like, is it worth the way we treat the animals for the humans? Is that what you mean? Yeah, kind of. Because they they're all locked together in these huge yeah. farms, like thousands upon thousands of cows i feel like it's not really worth it like i definitely cut back on meat if they found a different way to like do the cattle industry like if they had <laughs> less in the same area and like cleaner pastures and stuff because i go down to brawley all the time that's where i go hunting so i pass all that stuff all the time mm-hmm. and so i've definitely seen like how many are in one close quarter and it's definitely disturbing um, and they don't clean it, like, at all. They don't have the time for that. So, I would say I would definitely eat, like, less meat. I wouldn't stop eating meat, because that's just, like, my diet and, like, how my family is. Mm. So, I'd cut back if it meant, like, producing less to give the cows a little bit of a better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same, like, if we were... Oops, sorry. Um, if we figured out a better way to go about, like, the meat market then yeah i would cut back but like as of right now yeah i literally can't because of my family yeah Mm -hmm. i can't because like just like that's just how my culture is yeah yeah for sure my dad he likes to eat meat twice a week and i'm kind of looking at it like bruh (laughs) bruh i don't get the stomach for this it's it's i wasn't really just talking about or there's the lifestyle that they put them through, but it's also, like, they live for 16 months. They're overfed every day until they gain weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're just fattening them up for dinner time, of course. Yeah. But we all already knew that. Yeah. I, I just... do kind of feel bad that for the cows. I wish they did live a longer life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really short. Yeah, yeah it is. I feel bad. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to uh, whether like you feel bad yeah. you know like do you feel so bad that you would stop eating meat or do you just feel bad and you're like i'm sorry but i'm hungry <laughs> like, yeah. like it's hard to find that fine line mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's also the fact that like even if he did stop eating meat they wouldn't really change the production style unless it was like half the population you know mm-hmm. they'll, yeah they'll still be producing yeah they'll it's such high them. demand they can't really change it right now yeah Okay, I just hate the conditions. Anyways. (laughs) 
All right. Okay, let's talk about Dear Sugar and the things that we read for our submissions. All right. I read one about yes, like, a pregnant lady. Yeah. I'm not a pregnant lady. Mine, I read 91. I read the, the one about the big lie, which I found very interesting because basically the person that was writing to Sugar, she was basically talking about how, like, um, she's, like, going through college and she's, like, struggling financially mm-hmm. and how much debt she's in just from school and, like, her living expenses and just general expenses, like, overall. And mm-hmm. she was just like, you know, how, like, when is the, like, she was just contemplating whether or not to stop school just to get out of the debt because her parents weren't, like, helping her financially and stuff. And, yeah. like, she just was like, you know, I really don't want to put myself in, like, so much debt to the point where, like, I'm going to be 50-something and still be in debt, you know? Yeah. And so she mm-hmm. just she just wanted advice on whether or not she should continue, like, her major or not. And, like, when um, Sugar wrote back, she was, like, um, she was, like, yeah, I was in, like, the same situation. And, like, I understand where you're coming from and stuff. But she was just telling her to have, like, a positive outlook and just to continue school. Because in the end, when you do, like, finish school and stuff, she was talking about how, you know, you're going to get a job where you're going to be financially stable and be able to pay off that debt whether or not you're going to be, like, old or, you know, whatever age you're going to be paying it off. And she just was, yeah. like, very positive about it. And I was like, wow, kind of That's good. feels, you know, kind of feels good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Natalie, what did you read? Um, I read number 68 about, so this is about a girl who, like, had a really rough childhood with her mom and her mom just told her every day like you're not gonna amount to anything like you're just a liar and a cheat and so her whole life she grew up like stealing from her friends and family and she like degraded herself so much about it because she it was just like a compulsion she had she couldn't really like control it like she wouldn't want to but she just did mm-hmm. and then She finally told herself to stop and, like, she stopped stealing, but she still, like, hated herself for it. So she wrote all that to Sugar. And Sugar wrote back about her time where she went through stealing and how she stopped. But she had to eventually forgive herself and tell her that it doesn't matter. It was in my past. I've moved on from it. I've grown from it. I've learned from it. And you don't have to tell people what you did because they'll love you regardless. Um, And then she also told her about this young boy at a yard sale who stole from her. And when she confronted him, he was like, no, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, for like a couple days. And then finally he admitted to it, and she was like, why'd you steal it? And he said, because I was lonely. And that like changed Sugar's perspective of stealing like greatly. So she told the whole story to the girl, and she kind of was just like, you need to forgive yourself. You just mm-hmm. can't you can't live like that forever just degrading yourself for something you did in the past mm-hmm. when it doesn't really matter. Like that was you a long time ago, just let it go cuz I've been through the same thing. And yeah, but it was really good. I was kind of when I first started reading it I was like, "Oh, this is kind of weird." And then I was like, "Oh, like this is actually really interesting. Like you need mm-hmm. to just forgive yourself and let go." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I kind of like how sugar's like or just because she's, um, I don't know, not 
completely aware of everything in life. She still like admits that, but she still can point out mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like just as she pointed out how that kid stole from her, she also pointed out how could have been kleptomaniac, but yeah. he also had a, a feeling towards what he was doing. She mm-hmm. kind of just words things so well to where, like, it helps you realize something you couldn't realize on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really like that about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, when I was, I skimmed, like, some of the articles other than the one I read, and they all had, like, a point, you know? Yeah. yeah. They all had a, uh, she had a purpose for time. everything. Yeah. She wasn't just, like, writing to write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, What'd you okay. read, Estrella? I read number 44, and it was, like, how to get unstuck, and it was basically, like, this lady wrote sugar talking about how she got pregnant, and then it was a, it was a mis, it was unplanned originally, and then it was a miscarriage, and mm-hmm. such, and how, like, yeah. she went through, and, like, um, her depression, and how she, like, um, how she just couldn't function, how she felt so empty and shallow and everything, and how, like, mm-hmm. her boyfriend, and, like, how everyone around her, like, they didn't feel the same pain she did and they kept telling her to like um the weirdest one she had. well they just told her to like brush it off like it's not that bad basically like undermining her experience and like telling her like it wasn't that big of a deal like it was just a miscarriage and she was talking about how like um how she's like hurting because of the daughter that she was gonna have mm-hmm. and how she's stuck and then sugar wrote back saying like um that she's so sorry about that and she told her like she needs to find like other mothers or other ladies that have had have gone through this experience because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that are going to understand her and like feel the same feeling as her and like how she needs to like explain to her um, her boyfriend about everything and like she needs to stop me blaming herself for it and how she needs to like stop like because she's like the lady that wrote to her was like guilt tripping herself making herself feel bad and she was just telling her like you need to stop doing this like um and if it gets bad to like go see like an actual therapist who will like help you work things out and everything Mm -hmm. yeah and to like not hide her emotion and to be open about it because the more she like shoves it down it's gonna get worse for her mentally oh that's sad yeah it was really sad when i was reading the lady's letter i was like oh god i feel so bad Mm -hmm. have you ever have you guys ever seen that one scene in the help where it's um one of the maids gets fired from her home because she used the bathroom and then she goes over to another house and they don't like they pay her over and the lady that's um paying her she has like this big beautiful house and like this husband that she stole from somebody else or something Mm -hmm. but she's had like three miscarriages yeah and when she was in the bathroom she was trying to take care of it herself Instead of letting somebody help her, because it's like some people are like, even my mom, she's had a miscarriage. Like, they feel like they have to take care of it themselves mm-hmm. because it's somehow shameful that you couldn't carry a baby all the way. But it's just one of those situations where not every every person's body is meant for that. Yeah. And personally, of course, I couldn't understand it. So, like, what Sugar said about like finding people and talking to them about it, totally had like a great point. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, uh, I read uh, number sixty-four. It's called Tiny Beautiful Things, mm-hmm. and 
the person writing to her, she named herself Seeking Wisdom. And she said, I read your column religiously. I'm 22. From what I can tell by writing, you're in your early 40s. My question is short and sweet. What would you tell your 20-something self if you could talk to her now? And Sugar, she goes into great detail about... I, like... Throughout reading the first time, I was looking at it like she's talking to this girl like she knows everything about her. And then I reread that question that she asked, what would you tell yourself in 20-something? And she has like at least five paragraphs and they're all about self-love, you know, because nobody really learns that about themselves mm-hmm. until they think they're successful or they have a purpose in life. But it's not really about that because you got to live for yourself no matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like cool. The, yeah, the first one, it's about like, sometimes you're a little bit fat, but who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. And... The sort of people who are worthy of your love will love you more for this. And then, uh, see the next one. Um, we're saying how if you're stuck in a relationship and you don't really know where to go and you don't want to stay, but you feel like it's cruel to leave, mm-hmm. it's saying how you w- wanting to leave is enough. And it doesn't mean you're mentally ill or somehow demented or a nymphomaniac. It just means that you wish to change and you know you know it's not for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Just like at some point in your life, you're always going to know that you need to do something about your situation if it's not suited to you. That's smart. Do we hear everyone? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, what do you guys think of the Sims article? Honestly, oh. <laughs> kind of. I kind of like um, liked it because he was just kind of like talking about like um, trying to figure out the perspective of like children and like what, how like they think about like the game and stuff. And I honestly it was kind of interesting. I I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never actually played Sims, so I was like understanding a little bit of it but not all of it like the mentality of the sims and stuff but um i thought it was interesting how he like related the barbie doll thing how kids can describe physical objects but when they're online they're kind of just like this is this this is exactly like this yeah so i thought that was really interesting because that's kind of like a modern thing too Mm -hmm. like sometimes people really just can't describe what they're doing they're just like this is how you do it do it Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a very common thing like especially this is kind of off track, but like where I work, when we train someone, it's like not not me, but some of my bosses will be like, "This is how you do it. Do it. Don't do it wrong." And it's just like, okay, interesting. So that's how, kind of how I related it to like modern life. Yeah. Well, I mean, all Sims is like very directional, and it doesn't. Of course, there's no purpose to it. It's a game, mm-hmm. you know. But just like any video game that anybody's playing at any point in time. It's literally just to take up time and to create a random new life for yourself. If you're playing COD, then for some reason you like shooting people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you're playing Mario Kart, you like to drive like a dumbass. <laughs> it just it yeah. kind of goes in this weird circle. But I thought it was just really ironic how 
he was mistreating his sim so bad, just like he was mistreating himself, that they ended up in the same situation. Nobody wanted to have sex with him. Nobody wanted to hang around or talk so to him as a sim. And he peed himself sitting in a chair doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Would... I thought it was... Sorry. Leave it. Keep going. Oh, I just... um, I thought it was ironic, too, where, like, people... They can't really tell anything about themselves, like... Some people feel like they're self-assured, but they still don't know everything. Not somebody's outside, like, unopinionated expression of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the top of one of the stories, it's like, who am I? Or who else could I be? Yeah. So, like, his sim, he treats it exactly the way he treats himself. And getting that outside perspective on what his life is really like... Mm-hmm finds out he's a loser but i think if well that's the thing he also emailed like the the person who created the game right asking why this this female character didn't want to hang out with him Mm -hmm. as if the winning object of the game was buying a whole bunch of things or creating a human connection with a video game character yeah, but it's really just figuring out yourself and finding out what you're really like mm-hmm. for some odd reason. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Alright. Um, Shay, what did you think about the Sim article? I thought it was more funny than anything. How he, like, just started playing out of nowhere and how he, like, just... Because, um, I've played Sims before and I kind of never really saw it as, like, um... That you're like overlooking everything and then you're like you're the god of everything i kind of just saw it as like i want to play around i want to joke around with this you know i didn't really have that kind of idea and then he started talking about it and i was like oh whoa people get intense with this game yeah well that's the thing it's a game so like either you could play it out like you play your life or you could play it out like um you know what your life could be if you started doing some random random stuff mm-hmm. yeah, interesting how did you guys overall just feel about, like, this week, about, like, all the ratings in general? Um, I thought it was a very, like, meaningful class week. Um, it was def- it was, it wasn't hard to pay attention. I just, like, had to pay attention, like, a lot, you know what I mean? Just with all the readings. But yeah. it was good. I thought he had a lot of good things to, like, share with us that were, like, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. This is where we can. Yeah, I like this. Bye, guys. Have a good weekend.